All right, welcome back to another episode of the Vendo Podcast. Fired up for this one, because I would say we've got one of our uh, longest, oldest, uh, friendliest, whatever you want to call it, clients, friends, mentor, you know, all around just amazing guy, Justin Madahi, joining us here from Lumino. uh, And he is the Chief Marketing Officer. Geffen, as always, joined here, our VP of Advertising. And we're excited to talk about how Lumino has sold over $100 million on Amazon Plus at this point. So fired up, Justin, welcome. Well, thank you, Darren, for all the kind words. Uh, you know, Vendo is one of our favorite agencies here at Lumino. You guys have been with us from the beginning and really guided us when we were a much smaller company to where we are now. So I know it's not just me, but our whole company appreciates everything that you guys have done for us, for sure. Wait, wait, you're going off script because I didn't tell you to say all these nice things about us. Uh, but uh, I have I appreciate- to. It's the truth. I, 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 listen, I, I appreciate the plug. We appreciate that. But yeah, uh, and you know, I always love to tell the funny anecdote of when I came up to Expo West to see you and your dad. And your dad gives me a hug and he says, hey, I don't know whether my son works for you or works for us, like kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's been a great partnership. And, you know, I feel like we're almost just getting started in some degree with the rocket ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely have some big plans and a lot of disruption to the oral care category. And we've made a lot of headway. So I'm excited to continue to push and make things happen. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then let's dive into the background of Lumino. Yeah. So basically, my dad is the founder. And I remember when I was at UCLA, I was a biology major. And second year, I would come to his office just to hang out with him. And I would see he would be mixing like the future mouthwash, basically, with different ingredients. And basically, me and also Caroline, who's our chief brand officer, uh, were both there watching it. And we ended up, she was employee number one, I'm employee number two. And uh, we both started working on it together. She started doing all the sourcing and all of that stuff. And then once all of that was done, I started working on the Amazon when we were literally selling zero units a day to where we are now. And basically during college, uh, I decided that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I wanted to work in business, work in marketing. And basically over those three years, I worked super hard while I was at school to make sure that the company was in a good place that, you know, I have Persian parents, like normally they want you to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something professional. So I really had to have something that was legitimate in my parents' eyes and also like friends and all that sort of stuff. So by that time, everything was legitimate with the business. And I started going full force into Lumino and really started expanding the business on Amazon, uh, D2C, and then also retail stores, which we'll talk about. Um, And now I'm the chief marketing officer. We have about 20 employees and about 10 different agencies that we work with. We like to keep the team very small and everyone is super hungry and motivated and loves the brand. And then same with the agencies, we like to work with companies that are specialists. So Vendo is our Amazon specialist. And that's basically how we've grown the business is just a bunch of really great people who are super motivated, super smart, and uh, just devoted to the business and wanting to see us succeed. Well, so a couple of follow-ups there. One thing I've always been fascinated, you do really well, is networking, not just for Luminos purposes, but just in the D2C space, the online space, you meet tons of brand owners, 
you know, we talk about this all the time. Can you maybe give our audience a little bit of, you know, maybe some tips or just how you kind of run and educate yourself and continue to evolve? Because there's no class for how to crush it on D to C, right? And if there is, I would argue it's outdated at this point. So, yeah, yeah. I think the main thing in terms of networking is always trying to help people and give value to people. You know, I've met definitely a lot of uh, D2C people who aren't as willing to help and really give those tactics that really make a difference for business. And they're trying to, you know, how marketing works is like there's certain arbitrages and opportunities and you only have like a year or two to really take advantage of it. So normally you don't want to give it away to other brand owners or other people. Uh, but I've been, I, th- I think I've been more willing to give it away and, you know, share my knowledge because I know that first of all, we're going to do it great ourselves. And it's important that people who are good and people who have good businesses have those opportunities to succeed and disrupt their industries. So I would say I always try to share knowledge and I really care and I want other people to do well. And I think that's what leads to me making connections with other people. Well, I think that's why we've been such great partners is because we share similar philosophies. Uh, You know, you can tell by our podcast and the content we put out there to your point, you can tell people all these great tips, strategies, everything, but it's another thing to execute them well and to actually yeah. get them. So I, I love what you're saying there. And I agree. We've got enough meat on the bone and, and plenty of business out there. I think adding value back is very important. Speaking of Lumino, like just the you being employee number two, but I'm sure in your dad's heart, employee number one. Yeah. Um, uh, the The actual differentiation of the product, if I remember, like your dad had a very special formula like very natural, right? That's the whole premise behind Lumino. It's not yeah. your typical mouthwash, t- uh, toothpaste, teeth whitening, all the other amazing products you guys have created. And don't get me started on the brand new toothbrush, by the way, which is yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's a, We have great products. Uh, definitely what separates us is our ingredient list and our science. We have 62 plus clinical studies. Um, I would argue that we have the best science in the whole category. Uh, we have the best studies and we put the most attention on it because we really want to prove that we do have something special. Um, what is special about the ingredients is just, uh, I would say the dead sea salt, the French essential oils. Normally when you look in like other toothpaste, they use extracts. If they use essential oils, it's not on the level of French essential oils, which are the highest caliber type of essential oils, the aloe vera, and the xylitol that we use are our four main ingredients. Most of which you might see one of those ingredients in a product, but you won't see all of them. And I think that's what really makes this brand special is the ingredient and how much care we've put into them and making sure that we maintain that and not let other people put, you know, artificial dyes, sweeteners, or any other type of preservative into the product. So we're very careful to make sure that the, product and ingredient list stays the same no matter what, because that's really our true differentiator. Yeah. And I think talking about success on Amazon, I mean, that's what's keeping customers coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Is it doesn't just look, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. It's safe and effective is what we like to say. Yes. Sorry. I was going to say 62 clinical studies. I'm going to guess, and, and I won't mention them by name, but they rhyme with pest. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they do. I, I'm guessing some of these other brands don't have 62 or natural like that, but uh, we won't we won't focus our time on those guys. Let let's kind of talk about the evolution of Amazon and how you started out native D to C, 
I remember very early on in our relationship, a lot of third-party sellers. It was a mess on Amazon, very focused on D2C. We didn't want to list our hero items on there. Shout out to Sean, uh, really being persistent and, and just saying, hey, let's try it. Let's do it. And it was kind of off to the races from there. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting because I think you guys came at an inflection point with our business. I remember we signed up with you October 2019. Yep. And that's basically August 2019 is when we figured out uh, D2C and we started getting ads working from Facebook ads to our D2C channel. And Sean, who's our account manager and has been with us the whole time, was pushing us to push to put on the whitening strips onto Amazon. And I wasn't sure. And you know what? I was like, fine, we'll do it. You know, let's just try it out and see what happens. And what we saw that I tell every other person who does it, who isn't on Amazon that has a DTC channel is we saw 30% incrementality in revenue. So we had our DTC channel plus Amazon was 30% higher than what we were doing before on the same Facebook ad spend. So basically from there, we kind of saw like, okay, there is something to this Amazon thing. And we saw that there was a snowball effect that the more reviews you got, the higher brand search volume, the higher you were on the Amazon SEO page. And it turned into this snowball where Amazon became our biggest channel and became the focus for our business. And then we were able to leverage that into so many other things like getting into retailers because the retailers check on Amazon data first and foremost over D2C. They think that's more important and is a better indicator for success in retail. Uh, so that was basically some of the story. I can go in more detail if you want and explain all the nuances. Uh, but definitely we were able to leverage uh, Amazon into a lot more for our company. Well, you've hit on something that I think is good for a lot of D2C brands, excuse me, native D2C brands we talk to that are afraid of Amazon and say, hey, yeah. I want to own my customer, et cetera. But I would argue when you're ready to tackle the other 80% of your business that exists in retail, do you really own the customer that's purchasing your product on the shelf and paying cash at checkout? No, no. you don't. Yeah. So um, why not embrace? And I, I think yours is a great case study of why rising tides lift all ships when you yeah. approach yeah. Amazon the right way. And, and I know Geffen can speak to a little bit of kind of the ad strategy and things we employed together to really amplify things even further. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it was premised large on what I had said earlier, where, you know, what, what we looked at early on, which I think was a differentiating factor is, is we didn't just look at our immediate performance, right? We, we looked at things like repeat customer rates, right? We, we, we looked at lifetime value, and we looked at the ways that, um, that the brand was able to grow over the long term. And we leveraged our internal data to say, hey, we're outperforming across the board. And we actually leveraged Amazon's data as well to say, hey, we're, we're, we're outperforming across the board. Um, this is a worthy investment. Um, and so we structured our advertising largely around customer acquisition and market share growth um, rather than direct in, incremental profitability. And, we, and obviously um, that was very successful. So yeah. we, we, we pushed that high level strategy across the board. And with the whitening strip specifically, it was, um, it was, it was, you know, kind of a meteoric rise to uh, the top of the category. Yeah. And I think that's a very important point because I think the difference between successful brands and not successful brands is your mindset and how you view the data. So like basically what Geffen was saying is that we focused on growing market share and not profitability right away. 
and you know getting those new customers knowing that we're going to get the repeat and because we were able to do that we had an edge over let's say all of these chinese companies that are selling strips or some other brands that focus solely on getting the most efficient roi because in the end it's the brands that who can get the most amount of customers there becomes a tipping point where you become a legitimate brand and everyone just wants to buy you instead so basically you are in a rush to get as many customers as possible because there is a point when you reach let's say like 5 million customers your household name and people are just going to buy you unconsciously so that was something that i figured out early on with vendo is like we should be aggressive yep. and try to take that top of share impression rate because you win over time and you keep winning because not a lot of brands can afford to do that because they don't have such a great product or they don't have the right strategy or they don't have the right uh, economics in terms of margins to be able to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that's what, and that's what's I think key is you have to pair the right product there, right? Yeah. Because you can, you can talk, you can acquire a lot of customers, hundreds of thousands of customers, put it bluntly, if the product's not good, they're not going to buy again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think going back to an interesting point that Darren brought up is, you know, for a long time, D2C was, oh, you can really communicate with the customers and all of that. And, you know, what I've seen is like the data shows that you have a higher repeat customer rate on Amazon than you'll ever have with D2C with a lot less effort. So, for example, on Amazon, like we have like a 50% repeat customer rate some months, uh, generally around 40 and on D2C, we had to put in a lot of effort and send a lot of emails and put in a lot of time to even get up to a 25% repeat customer rate. So one of the things that you have to realize is you have to lean into a lot of these channels because they have like 90% of the funnel figured out. Amazon knows how to get people to buy again better than you will ever do with your own D2C channel. Same with Walmart, same with Target. They have that natural foot traffic and they have that momentum as a brand that you can kind of ride on their coattails a bit, which is, I think, a very interesting point. And what a lot of people fail to see is the main benefit of these sort of channels. Yeah, I, I hope all D2C brands listening or when they will listen to this, pay attention to those knowledge bombs you just dropped, which is essentially yeah. conversions high on Amazon, right? Conversion yeah. rate, critical. Like if you look at that versus D2C and when you talk about own, owning the customer, we figured out ways to do that on Amazon and use it as an acquisition strategy versus yeah. leveraging it just transactionally uh, for that purpose. And I think to your point, the data speaks for itself with the repeat purchase and some of the other initiatives that we've rolled out there as well. Yeah. yeah. And then we're and then, able now with uh, AMC and DSP to even yeah. extract more from those customers as well by um, building out custom audiences, re re retargeting those customers as well. Um, and uh, really uh, ex ex expanding largely the bottom and middle of the funnel. Um, yeah. The point where, you know, you, uh, you're you able to either customers that did that visited but did not convert, re retarget them with an ad just to bring them back into the funnel. And then customers that did convert, either convert them to subscribe and save or show them a new product like the toothbrush, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So I, especially as you grow on Amazon, there's a lot more things you can leverage. And we found that we've gotten to a point where we had to rethink our entire marketing funnel and we put in a new one, just given how we've changed as a brand and how we've matured. You need to always constantly be trying to optimize and see how you can get that next edge over the competition. 
So that's something we recently did with Fendo and also our Amazon reps internally is kind of retinkered with our marketing funnel and got more aggressive on DSP rather than PPC. So it's, I think every year as a brand, you need to find a really new opportunity to take advantage of. And you need to constantly rethink everything you do and retest everything. So it could be a very nerve wracking thing, or it could be fun just based on how you think of it as like, oh, this is our new way to grow. Yeah, I, I'd say one strategy that really catapulted us, and, and I'll credit both you and Sean for collaborating heavily on it, were the top deals, right? Yeah. Deals of the day, as they were previously called. Uh, I would argue, what, we started running those about a year, year and a half ago, and just really increased so many different metrics that we could then compound from there, leveraging DSP uh, and some of the other advertising avenues that we've done since then. Yeah, for sure. Sean was actually the one that was pushing for the deal of the day, saying that, oh, he's seen success with other brands. And I remember actually our first deal of the day was uh, November 2021, and it was like a, a failure, pretty much. Actually, it was November 2020 was our first deal of the day. It underperformed. And Sean says, let's try to reconvince our Amazon rep to give us another shot. And let's put some influencer marketing spend and get a little bit more aggressive. Uh, so we did that. And in June, 2021, we had like, we 10 X the previous deal and the rep was like, wow, this is amazing. I think you guys have something. And we saw that these deal of the days are a great way to drive new customer acquisition and just get a lot of repeat purchases and keep the buyers coming back and interested in the brand. So that's been one lever that we've pushed to really take the brand to the next level and get hundreds of thousands of people each time trying the product, which has been great. Yeah. And there's a couple of case studies that Amazon uh, has done with us as partners. So we appreciate that. We'll post those in the show notes that people can read yeah. about how we lived that. Let's talk about, so Lumino is evolving now. Like when we talk about hundred million on Amazon, online to offline, how, how have you parlayed that success from uh, online now to offline retail? Yeah, so we've been working on offline and Brent, who's our VP of sales, has been working really hard on that for seven years. Uh, my dad, when we first started, always said that retail is going to be really where we make it because 85% of oral care is bought in retail. Yep. So, uh, you know, we had Whole Foods, Walgreens and a bunch of other great stores. But I think the real transition started last year and this year where in August of last year, we launched into Walmart and added more SKUs in the beginning of this year. And then in March of this year, we launched into Target. Uh, we definitely see that there is a correlation between Amazon sales and retail sales. And it, there seems to be the same incrementality that we saw with D2C and Amazon with Amazon and retail, where like if Amazon is doing well, Target and Walmart are also doing well. So you're getting customers that let's say would only buy in Target and Walmart, you're getting those customers and you're getting also those fringe customers who switch in between Amazon, Target and Walmart. So you're opening yourself up to a whole new customer base. And also you just have a lot more marketing opportunities because your revenue goes up and you're more of a legitimate brand as well. Yeah, I, I think as you're expanded to retail, one thing we didn't touch on was external traffic to Amazon and now pushing and leaning in there as well. I know our team yeah. is helping with some of that and some of that media buying there too, but maybe we can speak a little bit to the benefits of 
leveraging the spillover, whether it's from retail or external traffic, and how that kind of all plays into the ecosystem a little bit. Yeah, I think Amazon heavily favors external traffic and three, people that three purchase. To yeah, three, three to, one. to one externally. And I think they also heavily favor brands with high brand search volume. I think those are the two things that a lot of brands don't understand really help your ranking. And also you end up somehow getting a lot more purchases than you should as a brand when you are driving external traffic to Amazon because Amazon favors you in so many different placements. And it is so valuable because you're basically helping Amazon grow and hit their numbers because those are people that are not in the Amazon system that are purchasing. So I think that's definitely a growth hack that we found early on and we took advantage of. And now we're trying to turn that into so many other successes, which was uh, getting into retail and also being able to do DSP effectively. So, you know, I think what another important part of marketing is like it is ends up being 10% tactics, 90% strategy as the importance. The tactics only take you so far, but you need to find a way to incorporate that into a long-term strategy or else you kind of like fail. So always whenever we find an opportunity, I try to leverage that opportunity into 10 other things and into our long-term strategy because that's what really keeps the company going is like focusing on the big picture and doing the small tricks and hacks kind of that uh, make you kind of get revenue and edge over the competition. But those don't last forever and you need to be able to find other ones and kind of stick to your guns as a brand. Yeah, great advice. Lean into what's working and uh, continue to uncover those nuggets where where possible. Real quick yeah. before we wrap it up here, uh, what's on the horizon for Lumino just as a brand? Like what's what is the next 12, 18, 24 months look like? Yeah, I think uh, our biggest focus is really figuring out traditional media, so broadcast, connected TV, and really driving top-level awareness and becoming like a full household name across the nation. Uh, and just growing in uh, Walmart and Target is kind of our main focus. And then just in terms of Amazon is we want to become the number one in health and household continuously. You know, we're definitely a top 100 product, but our goal is always to become number one. So just figuring we're, out, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we're going to get there. We're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. We're so gonna, we, do we do that on the deal, deal of the days or top deals. We're the number one in health and household usually. So we just want to have that all the time and really dominate the whole entire Amazon ecosystem, I think are the two things we're focused on as a brand. Um, and just, you know, continue to educate customers and disrupt the industry. You know, a lot of the things that are in oral care products and the ingredients shouldn't be there. And a lot of the brands that are making claims are, they're flat out false advertising. So we want to educate consumers on what is really the right way to have the right products to have in your oral care regimen and all that. So that's been the, always the main focus for us. Absolutely. And, and we are priced competitively, but cheaper is not always better to yeah. our audience out there when they're buying generic or PNG type brands. Again, we won't name who they are, but um, that's not always uh, what's good, especially for something you're putting in, literally putting in your body uh, every day, a couple of times a day, hopefully a few times a day. Uh, yeah, you get what you pay for is what we like to say. hundred percent. So right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why, why don't you finish it up with some of your key lessons 
learned? What are your what are your three piece? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things that I've learned so far in my journey of go working in business is that you need a lot of patience. Um, I've definitely been through a lot of rough times with Lumino. We've had a lot of months where absolutely nothing we did worked. And we have a lot of months that no matter what we did, everything worked. Uh, I think the best example of that was when COVID hit uh, March, April, and May were some of our best months that we had as a company. It didn't matter what type of Facebook ad we put out. It could have been like a still ad with a terrible picture of our product and people would still buy it just because there was so much momentum for buying products in general. And then after May, we kind of fell off the cliff and no matter how good our ads were or what we did, we really couldn't get traction just because people were wearing masks wherever they were going and white teeth didn't matter. So you just need to be able to be patient and kind of survive those times that are rough and wait for your opportunity to come. Because if you try to rush things, you'll end up blowing through a lot of money. And if you just give up, you're kind of just maybe a month away from everything working again. So it's just a, I would say I have to have a lot of patience and always looking at the data and always not getting angry at things when things aren't going well, because that really is what separates a successful business person and a non-successful one is how patient they are while still having high goals and everything. I think the next uh, thing that I think my dad instilled into me, he's a very persistent person. Um, I think everyone in the company is very persistent. We don't give up. We keep pushing. And I remember I listened to this uh, podcast. His name is uh, Drew Sanaki. And he said the secret to e-commerce and marketing and business in general is persistence over time. The brands who are persistent over time and continually market themselves. And there is a bit of like surviving involved in business too, of just there's going to be hard times where you just need to grind it out. Um, are the ones that are successful. So we're very persistent. We always like to double check everything we do. We don't really give up on things. You know, we've been working on TikTok, I would say for two years consistently. We haven't really had a major success there, but we're still working on it and putting a lot of budget there because we know that over time, the brands that really push on something, it breaks eventually that channel opens up to you and you can really take advantage of it. Um, and then the last thing is we're really focused on performance in general. We always look at numbers and uh, we always have high standards for everyone that works with us or internally works for the brand. And, you know, we're numbers oriented, oriented, we're analytics focused, you know, I think those are the three real successful patterns or behavioral patterns we have as a company. A lot, again, a lot of great advice there. And uh, so I'll do my, my Farsi of Haley Hoob over there and forget when I'll do that. Your feet, your family. Perfect. Uh, exactly. There you go. Justin, how can people reach you? Like if they want to reach out to you? Uh, yeah. So you can just email me at justin at oralcentrals.com. I'm always happy to help any questions or any advice you need. I'll always help on a call and help out you know i always like to learn other businesses too so i'm not only helping you you're helping me so feel free to reach out there and i'll definitely reach back out to you amazing awesome well justin thank you so much uh one for being such a great partner to us for all these years but uh just for sharing some great knowledge today really appreciate it 
Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. You know, really excited for where the brand is going and where also Vendo is going too. You know, we've had meteoric growth and so have you guys. So it's good that both of us are doing and disrupting our respective industries. Yep. I like to say we win, you win. Uh, so with, yeah. with that, appreciate everybody joining us. Remember everyone to amplify your brand, sell more. With that, thank you very much. Thanks everyone.